Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I am Dr. Amanda Fisher. And this week, we're doing another episode of a Wellness Wednesday question box. All right. So it is Wednesday here in Kansas City. I am coming straight off a field trip with one of my kiddos. And of course, with Wellness Wednesday, we have our question and answer box thing that we do on Instagram. Been doing this. I look back actually since May 8th, 2020. That's over 156 weeks that I've been doing Wellness Wednesday question boxes on Instagram consistently. So I find that fascinating. That's a long time that boosted my confidence because I personally kind of struggle with, am I good enough, that imposter syndrome. So the fact that I was like, man, I have kept something up for that long was amazing. So anywho, let's get into some questions that we've got this Wednesday on the boxes. So first question that popped up today is, Can you have pelvic floor issues without having kids? Well, absolutely you can. It is how I got into this field. I was 21 years old. I was training for half marathons and triathlons at the time. I had about six half marathons that year. I was in physical therapy school. And lo and behold, I started peeing my pants while running. At that time too, Runner's World put out a magazine article that you're not a true runner unless you're peeing your pants. Now, y'all, we know that's false now, okay? Because the muscles down there, if you're on YouTube, here you go, folks. It's all this gorgeous red stuff. These muscles, their job is to hold back, keep in your goodies when you want to keep them in. We want them to come out. It can let the goodies come out, right? But when we want to hold back gas, keep our urine in, these suckers are going to support and hold that stuff in. But when we sit down on the toilet, and we relax the muscles, then they're going to relax and open up and allow stool to come out and allow urine to come out. So at 21, the common thing that should be happening down here, the normal functioning of these muscles is to keep our goodies in. So I was peeing my pants too early. So pelvic floor issues without having kids, yes. Something else I was experiencing at the ripe old age of 21 was pain with intercourse. Also, around this time, I'm talking to friends and even previously to this, like talking to college roommates. And then that was undergrad by 21. I was moving into grad school and nobody was discussing pain with sex. Like Cosmopolitan was still talking about how fabulous sex was and orgasms and blah, blah, blah. And here I was dealing with pain with intercourse. Something a 21-year-old probably shouldn't be dealing with. But if they are, it's common. We now know this too. Like not a lot of people were talking about this in 2008. So, and this is when I was experiencing it. So you can do the math and figure out how old I am. And 
what we found out now, I mean, back then it was like one in nine or one in 11 people were admitting to having pain with intercourse. So they, the percentage was very low or looked upon that how many people were actually having it. Now the percentage is much closer to like the 40s and 50% that people experience pain with intercourse, depending at some point in their lifetime. Okay. So with it being so common and we see so many patients in the clinic, this is something we should be talking about more and be more open about with having this out, you know, talking to our friends and asking these questions if patients are coming into your clinic or into the doctor's office. Put it on your paperwork because more people are having issues with these muscles. Again, intercourse isn't supposed to be uncomfortable and painful. And if it is, speak up. Even if you're early postpartum or early post-op after a surgery. Make sure your provider knows so that we can get that referral off to physical therapy and get you some help. If you're in a state where you don't need a referral into physical therapy, then by golly, reach out to your local public floor physical therapist or ask us on Wellness Wednesday. Shoot us an email and we'll be more than happy to help guide you in the right direction of that too. Also, if you're dealing with pain with intercourse, we do have a recorded series on our online programs called Spark It Up in the Bedroom. And it is four weeks of content to really help you improve the tissue down there. And then we also have a live course, live group coaching coming up for Spark It Up in the Bedroom that will take part in June. So if this is something you're interested in, please shoot me a message. You can find that information below because it's been really fun in the past. I just got an email from a client who took the coaching last year because we did it around 4th of July. So spark it up, get it. And she said for so long, they were having troubles having intercourse and their dream was to get pregnant. And now they're pregnant with their little one. And it all started and unraveled after we went through that course. So please keep an eye out for that. So is it common to have issues in the pelvic floor without having kids? Absolutely. Even though back in 2008, they used to say none of these issues arise until after having children or every, it's normal to have these issues after children. I hate that sentence. It's common. It's not normal. So make sure you reach out and talk to somebody about it too. Next question. What is the first sign of needing pelvic floor physical therapy? So let's talk about that. The functions of the pelvic floor muscles. One, being able to keep your goodies in, hold that gas, hold that urine, hold that stool when needed. Two, being able to let things out. We call that sphincteric control, being able to shut off the hose when needed and then open it up when we need to. These muscles, you can tell, are kind of, it looks like they're holding something, right? If my hand's kind of moving like this, it looks like I'm holding something there, just like my hand is holding this pelvis. Their job is to support and hold up our organs. We've got a bladder down here. For um, the female population, we have a uterus, males have a prostate, we have our bowels. These muscles should hold up these organs and keep them in place, okay? When that's not functioning well, we might feel pressure down there. We might feel fullness, heaviness, achiness. These muscles, we call them lymphatic, meaning when we breathe in, that air goes down to the pelvic floor as we blow out the air leaves the pelvic floor. That movement of going in and out causes those pelvic floor muscles to move up and down, filtrating the system, helping with circulation. It's beautiful. And then they aid in sexual function as well. So meaning they help with orgasms. Those muscles being able to contract and relax, think of like a Kegel and a relaxation. An orgasm is that happening very, 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 very quickly down there sexual health. Okay. And I'm probably forgetting one off the top of my head, but 
that is something that these muscles do. If you're feeling the opposite, meaning you're feeling pain, discomfort, heaviness, leakage down here, reach out to somebody. Low back pain is under that umbrella as well. And so is hip pain. These muscles come back and attach to the low back. And we have our hip rotators in the pelvic floor as well. So if you're feeling any of those symptoms, tailbone, low back, hip pain, reach out because it could be an issue with your pelvic floor. And once we get things moving and grooving how they should and working on coordinating with the hip and pelvis, hopefully those tissues will improve and you don't feel any symptoms down there. Okay, I'm going to take one more question. This last one is pessaries. Yes or no in your thoughts on prolapse. So a pessary kind of look like they're kind of like a menstrual cup in the fact that they are like a silicone base. They go up the vaginal canal and then they pop open like a sports bra to keep your goodies in. I personally love a pessary. Back in the day in 2008, when I went through my first training, the pessary was thought of something that we gave our older population, maybe that were widowed, not having intercourse. They would get a pessary inserted and then would go back and see their doctor after about 30 days, have it removed. They would clean it out and insert it back in. Nowadays, we're, I don't know how many years out of that I am, um, but Nowadays, we love a pessary where the patient, like our younger population that is dealing with prolapse, whether this is postpartum where we're feeling that heaviness or even later postpartum in the menopausal years, premenopausal, in between menopause and postpartum. If we're feeling the heaviness sensation, I'm a huge fan of getting a pessary, inserting it in so it can hold up our stuff, hold up our organs while we're doing activities we love so we don't end up pushing pressure down before our body's ready. So think about this. Like maybe our patient's pelvic floors are not quite ready to go back to work at two, six, eight, 12 weeks postpartum. And those women are going back. We've got our teachers, we've got healthcare nurses that are maybe doing 10, 12 hour shifts. Those women tend to feel that heaviness fullness, prolapse symptoms earlier on. I know I had mine after my um, after my first kiddo. And with me being on my feet all day, I would feel the prolapse. Usually for me, it was like four hours into a workday. And then I would feel that sucker. And it was so annoying. And it was really hard to heal quickly with doing activities like lifting patients in the hospital and feeling those symptoms. So the pessary, they can insert in, maybe their symptoms are coming on with activity. So going for walks, getting back in the gym, working, they could insert the pessary in just for that activity to like a sports bra, right? Like you put a sports bra on, especially a heavy duty, if you're going to go for a run, that's kind of like the pessary. It's going to help keep our goodie skin. It's going to support the tissue. So you can do the activity without making the pressure worse. Then after they get done with their activity, they can take it out. Meaning nurses on their 10 or 12 hour shifts can take the pessary out and then see how they do afterwards. Or maybe your symptoms pop up during your ovulation phase when our estrogen has dropped. Our estrogen hormone is our plumped up bulky hormone that likes to keep our goodies in too, gives a little extra oomph. That drops as we go through ovulation. So then things are feeling a little bit more thinner, less supportive down there. So we do have patients that will use the pessary during those last two weeks of their cycle to just give it a little bit more support so they don't feel that annoying pressure sensation down there. Great time for that. So I'm a huge fan on the pessaries 
for our younger population as well. If patients come in with prolapse, it is something we're talking about with their doctor. Like, hey, can we get them fitted for a pessary so this patient can still be active and help heal their body postpartum without making the pressure symptoms worse? We're using it as a tool as they go through their postpartum recovery, their pelvic floor recovery, regardless of where they are in their journey. And as we're working on the tissue in the pelvis, they're using their pessary to help hold the tissue up so they can be active and be a mom or be active without symptoms. And it works beautifully. And the United States now has pelvic floor physical therapists able to start training to fit patients for pessaries. So this is really exciting. I know our team is super excited to go get trained in this so we can have this in office for our patients because sometimes we're dealing with us referring back to a urogyne or a gynecologist. And maybe there's a wait period of like four weeks before they can get in and get fitted for their pessary. And then another couple of weeks before they get it where we're um, hopefully if we can have this in office someday, it'd be really great to be able to just fit them right then and there, send it off and have it back within a week. So stay tuned on that. All right, guys, if you have any Wellness Wednesday questions, please comment them below or find us on Instagram at empower.your.pelvis and put it in our question box on Wellness Wednesdays on the Ask Me Anything. Nothing is TMI. This is another recap of that. So if you have any questions, you can always email me as well. And thank you for joining us today um, on Empower Your Pelvis podcast. We're excited to have you. Please like and subscribe to the show and share with your friends. Let your friends know if maybe they could benefit from any of the responses today. All right, y'all have a great day. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.